Hello and welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fultz. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. Now, let's get to the news. The coronavirus vaccination campaign is winding down as Israeli health funds have stopped vaccinating and stopped making new appointments. Hadassah University Medical Center in Jerusalem says it will close its vaccination clinic without having inoculated 40% of its own staff, which is about 6,000 people. While officials such as Health Minister Yuli Edelstein have promised that there is enough for everyone who has been vaccinated to get their second dose, They don't want to take a chance on giving out more first doses at the moment. Health funds were also very relaxed about vaccinating under 60 spouses who came in with their over 60 partners. But health funds like Maccabi are now putting an end to that policy. The Rabin Square Vaccination Center, which was receiving its vaccine supply from Tel Aviv's Swarovski Medical Center, had given leftover vaccines to teachers, which Edelstein did not like very much. On Monday, he ordered the vaccination center to stop receiving inoculations, viewing the hospital's decision to give them out to unapproved groups as a serious breach of the ministry's guidelines. The health ministry says the vaccines are a national resource and should be treated as such. The medical center director general says the hospital acted according to the health ministry's guidelines, which called for teachers and police officers to get priority after the 60-plus population. The Tel Aviv municipality considers vaccinating teaching staff to be a top priority for a return to normal. And the mayor says the vaccination of teachers was a judgment call that prevented thousands of vaccines from being thrown into the garbage. Amnesty International is calling on Israel to provide coronavirus vaccine doses to Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza, saying that the Jewish state is obligated to do so under international law. The Palestinian Authority in the West Bank is responsible for providing health services to the Palestinian population under the Oslo Accords and has not publicly asked for Israeli assistance in getting those vaccines. Hamas, which controls the Gaza Strip, is highly unlikely to publicly coordinate with Israel in any vaccination effort at all. But the UK-based human rights group continues to urge Israel to work with those territories and, quote, stop ignoring its international obligation. The Palestinian Authority says they will be vaccinated through the United Nations-backed COVAX program and that they're expecting to receive the first doses next month. Officials in Ramallah intend to purchase millions of doses of the controversial Russian-produced Sputnik V vaccine, which is believed not to have undergone enough safety precautions or tests. The Palestinian Authority says it's looking into getting the Pfizer vaccine, but will have trouble storing the shots in the required sub-zero conditions. Thousands of Jewish Israelis are flocking to Arab towns, Arab Israeli towns, looking to get vaccinated quickly. Clinics in these towns have been almost empty, as the Arab community has been skeptical of the vaccination efforts and far more cautious than Jewish Israelis about participating in the immunization drive. This has created a surplus of doses and appointment slots in Arab areas throughout Israel. Locals have not only welcomed the visitors, but they say the influx of outsiders looking to secure spare shots is helping to increase a positive response to the vaccination drive among the Arab 
community, meaning that Arabs are feeling more inclined to get the shots because so many Israeli Jews are coming into their towns and taking them up. I'm going to take a moment away from the news to ask you to support this show. You can send over a monthly contribution if you're enjoying this report and think it brings you value. There's a link in the show notes on the podcast where you can send a $5 or $10 monthly contribution to support the work that goes into this show. The site is anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. You can also refer this show to two friends or leave a review of it on Apple Podcasts. Now, let's get back to the news. For anyone who hasn't heard the news yet, Thursday night Israel is going into a seger, which is Hebrew for a lockdown. There is going to be a lockdown for two weeks. It's kind of a lockdown within a lockdown because there has been a lockdown already proclaimed, but restrictions are going to tighten on Thursday with schools meant to be closed. Some people are on social media making jokes that this is the seger 3.5 because it's a lockdown within a lockdown. Just meaning that restrictions are going to be tightened starting Thursday night, and that's going to run for two weeks. A news update in the case of Esther Horgan. The 52-year-old mother of six who was found dead in a foresty area near her home after going out for a jog. Reports are out that the IDF is planning to demolish two homes that belong to the terror suspect who allegedly murdered her. He's been identified as 40-year-old Mohammed Mrakaba from a village near Janin which is a city in the West Bank not too far from where Horgan lived in Tal Menashe. Authorities believe he murdered Horgan as revenge for a Palestinian prisoner friend who died of cancer while in an Israeli jail. Kaba was allegedly hidden by his wives after the murder, and he confessed to Israeli authorities about the entire operation. And finally, with some positive news for the future, Sudan has moved forward in their pledge to become a friend of Israel by signing on to a memorandum of the Abraham Accords. It's being called the Abraham Accords because nations of Islam and the Jewish nation both share a common ancestor, that's Abraham. It is not the official document for Sudan, which is being prepared and supposed to be signed soon, but this document or memorandum does pave the way for normalization between the two countries and helps Sudan get off the U.S. list of state sponsors of terrorism, which has been keeping them back from cashing in on funds from international agencies. Sudan's prime minister's office released a statement saying the document has been signed by the country's justice minister today, Wednesday, with the U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 56 degrees and a high of 71 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 13 degrees Celsius with a high of 22 degrees Celsius. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Thank you, Candace Cohen and Orion Fitlovich, for your contributions to the research and writing. I'll send you off today with Entu Alma La Paz by Yehuda Glantz. It means the peace is in your soul. Glantz is the ambassador of Hebrew Latino music in Israel, and he is a great joy. Have a great and productive day. Tu alma la paz, sentimiento universal. La luz que ilumina el mundo nos iluminará. La luz que ilumina el mundo nos iluminará.
justicia, que el pobre coma pan. Que los niños vean justicia, que el pobre coma pan. Gracias. 